0: Hello, and welcome to Beat Down, a musical battle royale. I'm your host, a real dead ringer for love, Josh Burnell, and joining me on the podcast this week. She's an artist, she's a baker, and she's been looking for an original sin. She's Jennifer Lane, everybody. Good evening, Jennifer. <laughs>
1: Good evening.
0: He's a writer, he's a chemist, and he's holding out for a hero. He's Edward Giordano, everybody. Good evening, Ed. Good evening. I was actually really considering that song, but I didn't want to have two of the same artists.
2: Uh. And. I- and I wanted to say, if this was a Pod Save America episode, the the episode title would be The Drama Ages Well. That would be the, that would be the title of this episode.
0: I like it. <laughs> and uh, finally, he's a film writer. He's a Jim Steinman super fan. And he watched a horror movie every day for six years and lived to write a book about it. He is Brian Collins, everybody. Good evening, Brian. Oh, well, I don't get a Steinman named. Like, <laughs> what am I? I could have slipped one in. Uh, I don't know. Let's get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. On the uh, he's a. <laughs> uh, you know, my, my one of my favorite meatloaf things is um, uh, Midnight in the Lost and Found. Oh, there you go. Like, I, don't not really Simon, li- I it's not yeah. Simon, though. I don't really like the record, but I love that title. It's a great right. title. Right. Uh, he's got a very bad attitude. Yes, there, we there you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we are here. Uh, you know, Brian, uh, I as soon as... So this is my birthday show, and on my birthday show I decided uh, I'm going to pick a topic and no one else gets to say no. And so I picked Songs of Jim Steinman because I knew you guys could – I couldn't convince you to do that topic otherwise. It would
1: have been, been a hard sell. <laughs> I mean, very fun, but a hard sell. Uh,
0: but so we're going to do the Songs of Jim Steinman tonight, and uh, there was no other person I know online other than you who knows – that much about Jim Steinman, so I'm super excited to talk to you about that. But uh, you did write a book called Holder "Horror Movie a Day" and had a website where you watched a horror movie every day for six years. Yep. What was that like? You want to tell the our, uh, our maybe not horror uh, deep listeners about what that experience was? Uh, okay, yeah, uh,
3: yeah. You know, I was, I was a big horror fan, and um, i had started writing for uh, for Blade, Disgusting, and some of the other horror sites, and I just wanted to kind of have like what could my little gimmick be? You know what I mean? So I was just like, what if I just started watching a horror movie every day? And then I started writing, you know, like little short reviews for it. And, um, you know, I had a little blog for it and, it, you know, it was like 20 people reading it. I'm like, that's fine. <laughs> and, uh, just kind of snowballed eventually, eventually kind of got, you know, worth, worth doing <laughs> as, far, as far as like the, you know, the occasional, uh, advertising sale or, you know, Amazon sale or whatever. Um, and so I did that, I figured I'd do it for a year. but after a year, I was like, "Man, there's still so many movies I haven't seen, and uh, I'm still enjoying it, and I'm still you know kind of improving as a writer. I never set out to be a you know critic critical writer uh, doing that sort of thing um, and so uh I was like, I'll just keep going until I'm just tired of it." and uh yeah, it ended up being just over six years every single day. I only missed one day ever That's the whole time. amazing. that's uh, amazing.
1: And what percentage of films had you seen?
3: Um, every now and then I would do one that like I saw as a kid, you know, but like it was always new. It was a a new, it was a new movie every day. It was always something I hadn't seen or just had completely forgotten about. If I, if I wanted to do like in October, I would do like, I'm going to redo it, you know, I'll do all the Halloween movies or whatever, but Mm -hmm. I would still doing new on that day too oh my God. uh yeah this is before i had a kid so i had time it, um, is your
1: wife into horror too
3: yeah, not so much i mean she enjoys it she watched you know quite a few of them with me but okay she you know like i'll never come home and just see her like chilling with you know friday the 13th or right, yeah, right. and, um, so uh, yeah and then uh about a year uh, when i quit i took a few months off just to like Get you know, relax, <laughs> and then uh, I talked all along about doing a book of some sort, and I kind of figure out what the book would be, and uh, it took about two years to put together and put that wow. out last year.
0: It's very, and the book it's is awesome. like about a year, right? It's yeah, kind so of like the book is it. a
3: year's worth of recommendations that you know all pulled from the sites. It's not like necessarily the 365 best movies I saw, but like you know, I didn't want to write out a book of like recommendations of you know, like the, the horror movies everybody had seen. You know, like, right, like yeah. ranking you, them, yeah. Yeah, you don't I mean, you don't need me to tell you to watch The Shining. You know I mean, <laughs> like, you, you know that. If yes. you haven't watched The Shining, that's on you. But here's a Shining ripoff that's actually pretty good. You know, like yeah, from exactly. Denmark. Yeah, so okay, like that. So yeah. It's like 365, not, not super famous movies. There you go. And, uh, you know, they're all, they're not amazing because then you probably would have heard of them. But they're mm-hmm. all interesting. And these are the ones that, when I was doing it, not it, isn't it every day? Anything you do every day, you know, you're kind of tired of it. Um, and so, uh, you know, these are the ones that like stuck out for whatever reason. Like, oh, okay, there's something interesting here. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah.
0: I remember uh, reading on your website at some point you you had said originally you were going to stop as soon as you couldn't remember the first movie, yeah. yep. and then you like ended up rewatching the yeah, first so the movie first without th- even noticing. Yeah, yeah it was the
3: first and uh, the the f- the first movie I s- I watched was Return to Horror High. And I decided at some point, like, wow. I will review that again when I end. <laughs> <laughs> like, what I've learned, <laughs> summed up by this obscure, not good slasher movie from 1987 with George
0: Clooney. Wow. There you go. Fun fact.
3: I tried to get him to come down and do revite the review with me, but he <laughs> Guess he had better things to do. He, he, was, I, he didn't fly
1: you out to Italy no. to, <laughs> to talk it over, right. rewatch it together. <laughs> I think pretty amazing. Yeah, Clooney, yeah.
0: Clooney doesn't exactly embrace his horror past, no, I don't think. No. I
3: hosted a screen for Dust till Dawn Nope. It come to that. No, no, we got oh, Danny, we got yeah. Trejo Tre, yeah, Danny Trejo for that though. Oh well, yeah. So that was
0: fun. He'll show up for anything. Wasn't he one of
1: the Killer Tomato movies too? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Turn of the Killer Tomatoes. There you go. We uh, are here for a beatdown wherein we choose a theme and each of us brings a song that we think is the ultimate representation of that theme. We will present our picks, make our case, and you, the listener, will vote on who you think brought it the best and reign supreme in the beatdown as we said this song this week our topic is the songs of jim steinman but before we get to that we have to talk about last week our topic last week was protest songs uh, yes i brought jill Sobule's "Folk sing along america back jennifer brought the story of lawrence massachusetts bread and roses and ed brought the cranberries alt rock classic zombie but it was our guest noodle which was not <laughs> surprising at all because noodle always wins when she's on the show uh, that took the prize with Rage Against the Machines, Anthem of Fury, Killing in the Name. Does Jim Steinman have anything even resembling a protest song?
3: No. No. <laughs> Wait, I take that back. But I don't know what he's I mean Within the context of other Jim Steinman songs, it counts as one. Okay. <laughs> like, it, it, it's like you know, it's talking about war and guns and stuff, but it's very vague. It's, it doesn't seem to be about anything <laughs> in okay. particular. It's on the it's on the newest Meatloaf album. It's called uh, uh, "Gods of Our Country." No, "Skull of Our
0: Country." Oh, uh, wow, you're right. Uh, That's interesting.
3: I
1: haven't heard the new album. <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm not in love with "Braver Than We Are." There's no, a lot of interesting not. moments on it, but I'm not. Crazy yeah, it's
3: not. It's that. it's very. I mean, they're all kind of leftover songs. Yeah, from you know as far back as like, you know, the '60s, <laughs> uh, well, yeah. and you know, and then the title track is like probably the newest song, and even that's probably like ten years old. So, um, yeah, it's a little all over the place. It's some, I like some of it.
0: <laughs> There's some cool stuff. It's kind of like Bat Three. Like I like yeah. Bat Three. But even with that one, it's kind of like you can tell, like, yeah. there are better versions of these songs performed by other people. And, like, yeah. Meatloaf is just finally taking his own stab at, like, all coming yeah. back to me now.
3: Yeah, I put it on Spotify. I actually put together, like, a, a true Bat Out of Hell 3. <laughs> like, <laughs> with, like the, I cherry picked songs from they both go. of them. Because nice. uh, the I'm that big of a loser. When
0: I come to Jim <laughs> well, let's talk about Jim Styman now.
1: We, we say fans around yeah. here. <laughs> we embrace
0: all forms of it. Now. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Jim Steinman, as I've been telling people that this was the theme this week, they were, of course went who? Yeah. Uh, Jim Steinman uh, composer, lyricist, and producer. He's best known, of course, for his work with Meatloaf, specifically writing all the songs on Bad at Hell and producing, writing and producing all the songs on Bad at Hell 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, also known for his work with Barbara Streisand uh, Air Supply. I love that Air Supply song. I
1: know, that's uh, a good one.
0: Some pretty interesting, like, boy zone things mm-hmm. over the years. Uh, He's from New York. He went to UMass Amherst. Fun fact. Wow, Zoomass. There you go. Uh, And the thing about Steinman is, even if you don't know him now, by the end of this episode, you will be able to recognize his work. Yeah, everybody loves at least one Jim Steinman
3: song, whether they know it or not. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and his music is really kind of like the lyrics are always about music and motorcycles. It's kind of like I think of it as like American mythology. It's mm-hmm. like if a if the Iliad was written in in New York. <laughs> like yeah. that's kind of his. It's a lot of a uh, lot of gods and angels and adolescent sexuality in there. Lots of, lots of talk about dancing. Even yeah. though I think his music's terrible to dance uh, yeah, to. Yeah, you can't dance. You can't, <laughs> you can't,
3: can't dance it. to it. I learned that in my eighth grade uh, <laughs> eighth grade prom. <laughs> It's yeah. very true.
0: And then musically, I think of his music as kind of like theatrical rock and roll. And I think of it as layers. Mm-hmm. Like he never, he's always like more choirs, yeah. more yeah. guitars, more drums. A
3: seventh version of the chorus. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it just
0: keep going. Brian, what's your history with Jim Steinman? What brought you to uh,
3: it? Well, I mean, I didn't know at the time, but it goes back to when I was two. Um, that's the Air Supply song. Or three, oh, I guess. I love that song because uh, my dad had the eight track of their um, nice. the greatest hits album or whatever you know, and I would tell my dad over and over to play that da 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 da, da song because I couldn't, you know, when you're a kid you don't quite understand words as well, and right. I just, there's a, you know the I'm hey, gonna tell you when I'm never gonna tell you but I know I got to give it and So it's a you know <laughs> so a three year old that says da 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 da, da you know, <laughs> um, and I would just tell, make my dad play that over and over again, and I didn't know until. Well after Bat Two, Bat you know came out, that that, that was a Jim Steinman song. Yeah, because like, you didn't have the internet. You know, <laughs> yeah. you couldn't like you couldn't like go on a Spotify or or iTunes or whatever, and like mm-hmm. or Wikipedia and like type in the name and see what else he wrote. You know, it's just like. It would be a surprise when I bought a meatloaf album on tape. Like, did Steinman write any of these songs? Nope. Ah, oh, shit. No <laughs> oh, he wrote two on Bad Attitude. Okay. Uh, yeah. That one's not too bad. Um, so, uh, but I mean, for real, what well, got me into the whole thing, as far as knowing what it was, was Bat 2 with uh, with Anything for Love. Yeah. Which is, that's, you know, what, part, partly why I picked that song. Oh, am I not supposed to say that? No, yet? you're okay. going to say oh, no, right. Absolutely. Okay. Um, so, uh, but yeah, and then, you know, it, then it became Once I did get to the internet Then it became like Oh I gotta see what else this guy's done Yeah And it would just always be a thing Where like I'd just instantly know. I walked into a Sam Goody one day And I heard three seconds of a song And I was like what the hell is this? This is Steinman. What is this? Uh, no, like, it's, I uh, look, you know, they like the now playing. So, uh, sorry, for newer listeners, Sam Goody was a place where you bought music <laughs> back before we had iTunes. It was at the mall, which was yes. where you okay. yeah. uh, the uh
0: Which is a place where you yeah. bought sweaters <laughs> back before we had Amazon. Yeah, you know, they'd
3: have like behind their register, it'd be like now playing. It was like a Celine Dion. on am I'm gonna be like, all right hold on so i had to ask the guys you know like 16 year old dude asking another 16 year old dude like can i see that celine dion album please <laughs> yeah you know, open it up and look at the liner, and sure enough he wrote that song that was on yeah and uh it was just it was just it would always be something like that um where just like connect uh, the other one was um the movie the shadow the uh, oh that's right he has the the end credit song at the end and I'm fourteen, oh, wow. I don't watch credits, you know. <laughs> but I I'm watching that movie like, wait a minute, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> now I think it's a Styman song, so I watch the credits to wait to see, like sure enough. Uh so I don't know if that if that's a bad thing. because his music sounds the same to me, or whatever. But it, it's just like a connection. I I like to think of it as so. well.
0: It's a there's something about his style is really um, uh, definitive. Like yeah. Steinman sounds like Steinman, and it is funny on like Bat Three and uh, Hell in a Handbasket yeah. where uh, Desmond Child is really trying to sound oh, yeah, like yeah. Steinman yeah. or like wait. Uh, so much for the neighbors or yeah, wake welcome, up, to the welcome to the yeah. neighborhood. Yeah, the yeah. Diane Warren songs. Yeah, yeah, she's just trying so hard to yeah. write these Steinman songs, and and you know, hey, like I, I, th- one of my favorite bands is on the wall, the Proto Men, mm-hmm. and people often say that the Proto Men sound like Steinman, but I like that they do kind of like they have a lot of his hallmarks, but they're not setting out to write Steinman music yeah. the way Desmond Child when he wrote Blind as a Bat, like he yeah. even put "Bat" <laughs> in the title. <laughs> yeah,
3: poor Desmond. It's just funny that like. I I just like how Steinman and it even kind of meatly you can even spread it out to meatloaf in general, but mostly just the Steinman stuff. How it always breaks those like if you like this, then you'll like this sort yes, of music exactly. thing. Because like you put on like Pearl Jam, it'll be like all right. Well, you might also like Soundgarden and Stone Temple Pot. Yeah. You put on Steinman, they're like you might like. Oh, they come up with like some <laughs> exactly. songs. the you songs like yes yeah, like exactly. the other songs Meatloaf. from the people he worked with uh, <laughs> it's just, it's just yeah. funny to me though like yeah there's nobody else like him it's, pretty neat. he
0: is pretty unique. Yeah. he's also the king of starting things that don't really get finished yeah. right like the Batman musical yeah. Yeah. he wrote and there, a bunch of those songs you can hear now which have popped up on later like Meatloaf Records yeah. and stuff but yeah he tried to do like a Tim Burton Batman musical at one point and the Bat Out of Hell yeah. musical
3: finally yeah right We're now there. I'm going to Canada to see it in October
0: oh it's, my a, God. it's in
3: London now I was like ah, I can't afford that much but I'll go to Canada sure <laughs>
0: that's awesome wow. and you saw him on the the Las Vegas farewell tour didn't you tweet about that at some point
3: the oh I saw meatloaf there oh, yeah. Meatloaf. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah no I went to that was another funny Simon Simon has this website that doesn't get updated that much I don't no. check it that much but one day I went into work I'm like I gotta check the Simon site and uh, this is when I lived in Massachusetts. As you do, and yeah, check uh, the uh, yeah I got to check the, the stamp site. I don't know why. <laughs> and I look, and that night—well, actually, the night before—he was the first of a four-night uh, tribute thing at uh, a casino in Connecticut, and he was there. Wow, it was this this band that he put together that was like doing. Like his hits and also a few new songs, and I was like, "What the hell made me think today?" <laughs> right, you know that I had to check this site, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, <gasps> <gasps> "So I like, of course, I leave work early and fly my ass down to drive down to Connecticut, like a three awesome. hour drive, to go see this like a little tiny club yeah. Styman show." But that's where I met him. Um, and it was like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. and he doesn't wow. look like a rock guy. No, no. He just looks like he's just, you know, he's, he, he he's a guy that loves his food and he looks yeah. like, he kind of, <laughs> he kind of looks like what you might think meatloaf might have looked like if you saw him, in the Bad Out of Hell days, and then never again. Like he's yeah, just that's a, a good big point. Yeah, dude with long like gray, <laughs> it's like gray hair. Uh, Meatloaf cut his hair eventually. Steinman never did, so he, he's, he's got like the leather pants and the leather belt and gloves and stuff. And he's just like this. You see him, you like you just know that this guy's awesome. You know what I mean? Like, see, like this guy knows how to live. It's uh, awesome. Uh, and he's he's a funny, funny, funny guy. He is so. He's super quick too. Like you say something, and he'll just he gets a good response instantly. Like it's awesome. It's just oh man, I was like, I was, I'm, I'm I'm mimicking shaking uh, for all you <laughs> listeners. Um, but uh, yeah, no, nah, he uh, and he actually did read my site one time, and I freaked out. I was like, N-n-n-n-n. I'm like, you no, don't like I'm an idiot <laughs> writing about shitty horror movies you're a genius don't read what I write because it's gonna like <laughs> wow. give me a total like panic <laughs> every awesome. time I write I'm like the, uh, 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 the horror <laughs> what
0: was to think that's amazing I'm sure,
3: he, I'm sure he just read it the one time probably came up on his Google alert because I kept mentioning him all the
0: time <laughs> <laughs> and Jennifer you saw Meatloaf on the Bad, Adi- Bad Attitude
1: tour I think um, no actually it was well actually I don't remember he played I, w- I went to U, Mo- U- Lowell Okay. Now it's you Massel. But um in eighty three maybe oh, okay.
3: so it's probably like midnight, lost and found.
1: And uh he performed there and we just all looked at him. it was a small little come knock hall. They you know, they just pull all the chairs out and yeah. it, it looks like a it more like a like a like a basketball court or something <laughs> like that with a small, you know, maybe four and a half foot stage yeah. and he looked like he was gonna keel over like when he <laughs> when when they were doing uh Paradise by the Dashboard Light we were just watching him and i'm like oh my god he's going to have a heart attack and die he was just so big and so sweaty yeah. and like he just completely sweat through all of his clothes um but that said it was an amazing show like i mean he was he was going to he was going to die giving us like the best <laughs> performance ever yeah, yeah. he and, definitely
0: used to do that for sure yeah it These was, days it was it's super pretty hard to watch. I mean, yeah. I was
1: probably 20 feet from him. I was like, oh my God, you're just going to drop dead, aren't you? <laughs> and you
0: saw him when he still would make out with Patty Dennis for yes. the whole break in Paradise it, for the the He
1: got <laughs> really sweaty up there we're, we're like,
3: Did you ever see that documentary? This is interesting. Is I interesting. I never finished about it. Yeah. When he was doing a new tour, it was like probably, I forget if it was for Bat 3. Many have been before that. Many have been whatever came that uh, could have said it better tour whichever one it was but he had gotten a new girl who was like you know he's now 64 whatever he was (laughs) and the girl was like 25 it was like like, do we still do the makeup it was was like (laughs) this is a little weird because he patty russo is no longer oh patty russo she was no longer doing the tour for whatever reason. So he had this new chick and uh <laughs> like you know, still like putting on the prom dress and the wig and everything, oh, but I'm God, like, I don't yeah. know what like uh, could be your
1: dad, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> don't make this weird for me. <laughs> we
0: we saw him right after Hank Cool Teddy Bear came out uh, at okay. the Gibson. Oh, and saw one, one, yeah. We saw one of oh, the, like, okay. the last
1: shows <clears throat> yeah. yeah, it was one of
0: the last shows at the Gibson. Yeah. yeah. Uh and there they just played videos of him making out yeah. <laughs> with <Yeah>. Patty Russo. <laughs> <laughs> that
3: Is that, oh, no, I went to the Vegas. That was the last, like, traditional concert I saw of him. Because he, he just, he plays all the same songs now. He never, yeah. he doesn't go into his back catalog. No. He doesn't, he just assumes that, and maybe he's right, that the people there, the ones they just know the yeah. hits.
0: They just want to hear Bad at Hell 3, yeah, Bad at or Hell Bad at Hell. And, and, and Paradise, and, and yeah. And,
3: you know, <laughs> so it's like, I don't want to keep seeing him sing these same songs yeah. and his, his voice declines. You his know? voice is,
0: and he can't keep up, yeah. which I find like, really frustrating. And they, he cuts yeah. the
3: songs up, or yeah. he like lets the background vocals take over for a while, so I'm like... and then, the, But the prices keep going up, yeah, right. you know? The last time he came around for the bat, for... Um, it was oh. before Braver came out, he did like a tour. Yeah, he did a little one for Yeah, Hell in and Hand It was Bass, down right? in Beverly Hills and it was two hundred bucks for like the cheap seats. Wow. I was like, dude, no. And
0: like, it was him and Sticks, I think. Yeah. Or was it Rungren? They he did like a split else, yeah. show with somebody else. So I was like,
3: Yeah, I can't justify <laughs> this anymore, dude. No. <laughs> like unless you're gonna like play <laughs> Bad Out of Hell the album but, like front to back or something right, like right. special. <laughs> like I can't I can't do it anymore.
0: <laughs> for sure. That would sure. be cool. Now, Ed, before this episode, uh did you know Steinman? or you must have at least known some of his music?
2: I mean, I I knew the Saw song, songs like, yeah, that's all I could say. Yeah. <laughs> I knew some of the songs because it was. He does have a very particular aesthetic, and yeah. I, I'm and I'm glad you name dropped Proto men because I was actually thinking of them as I was listening to some of the songs. <laughs> nice, um, because cause of you and your. I was like, oh, I, I see the and connection. My obsession
0: with the Proto Man. Yes. get <laughs> And, and I'm, my I'm Proto like, Man tattoo. Yes.
2: <laughs> and then I can sort of see your uh, not. N- Your resistance to like some of my favorite groups like Bastille because like I could see where you feel like that like they're just like doing the drama but not as good so so I from that perspective but it's not their fault they came later in history (laughs) so that is that is my defense of new acts they
1: they bring the drama but not quite the theatrics
0: yeah I I agree with that
1: that is that is true.
0: Well, uh, let's go ahead and get into it. uh I will put the names in the randomizer. It's me, I'm up Aww, first birthday boy. so let's just get it out of the way. I <laughs> uh, check that randomizer yeah,
1: yeah right <laughs> so I saw him click it, but you know uh one <laughs> he of the things about. It.
0: One of the things about Steinman is that he's done a lot of uh, albums with bands that weren't really bands. Uh, He did a lot of stuff with just like groups of musicians that he would, session musicians he would put together, you know, vocalists that he'd worked with in the past. Uh, And he's done a lot of stuff for movies. And uh, you just know when his song is in a movie. And one of my favorite rando movies that his music is, which is kind of having like a comeback right now. I feel like five, ten years ago, nobody was talking about Streets of Fire. And now suddenly everyone's waking up and talking about how great Streets of Fire is. a of Fire is a movie uh, from, let's see, 80- 84. 84. Uh, 1984 was written by Walter Hill. Uh, it was his spiritual sequel to The Warriors, where that was social gangs. This is musical gangs. And it's kind of about an 80s pop group versus a bunch of rockabilly guys. The irony of this movie is Walter Hill knows nothing about music. Uh, and so you kind of watch this movie and just being like, he thinks he knows what music is, but he's not 100% sure. Um, I Can Dream About You was the yep. big mm-hmm. hit that came out. It was a great song. Uh, there's a doo-wop group in the middle for like mm-hmm. no reason. And then Michael Perret kind of plays Elvis, yeah. which I think yeah. is kind of insane. Did you ever see the sequel?
3: No. The I, I, I I read about it and I was just like, I don't know how I can do this because <laughs> Albert Payune is not, Filmmaker that I <laughs> trust. Let's say this
0: is trust. i oh, probably God. even made like a spiritual sequel with Claire Kramer and and uh, yeah Michael Pare. I've never seen it. Uh, I'd like, never
1: heard uh, of it.
3: Yeah, Road, Road to Hell. Road to Hell. Yeah, That's what it's called. Uh, and, like I never even I don't even know if it ever came out. I think he like released it himself eventually. That's and hot, I, I was just like I don't know if I could do this to myself. You know, <laughs> like, oh, there's no Steinman, uh new Styman song. Yeah, there. exactly. Like, if, like you just need that and then I'd be like all right, fine, but like. No, (laughs)
0: But yeah, so uh, On the Streets of Fire soundtrack, the main band, uh, which is led by uh, Diane Lane Lane at her her second hottest of course the first being ladies and gentlemen the fabulous stains <laughs> uh and she is lip-syncing a song by a group called fire incorporated which uh fire incorporated was laurie Sargent, holly sherwood on vocals rory dodd uh, also did vocals he's the guy who says turn around yep. in total eclipse from the heart uh produced by jimmy iovine this song is called tonight is what it means to be young
4: Beach, i a perfect wave. The starting in the cup. His hair is flying.
0: So that was uh, tonight. Is what it means to be young uh, by Fire Inc from Streets of Fire. Uh, we, you, you guys missed some gold uh, <laughs> that we were talking over the song, which we can kind of get back to a little bit. But to me, like, okay, this is not by Meatloaf. Uh, It's not recorded by Barbara Streisand. And and yet, it's still like everything I like about Steinman is all jam-packed into Mm -hmm. this one song. That snare drum is so Steinman. (laughs) The piano intro, like he's going to do a giant rock song that starts with a piano every (laughs) single time. Uh, The lyrics on this thing, it's essentially this mix of like adolescent lust kind of like leading up to salvation that's a very classic steinman concept uh i got a dream about a boy in a castle and he's dancing like a cat on the stairs he's got the fire of a prince in his eyes and the thunder of a dream in his ears i got a dream about a boy on a star looking down upon the realm of the world he's there all alone and dreaming of someone like me i'm not an angel But at least I'm a girl Mm -hmm, (laughs) This is so good And uh, so this is Tonight is what it means to be young This whole kind of concept of like She's dreaming about a guy I think they pretty much end up hooking up on a beach At some point and the oh he always has these great kind of salvation lyrics. Let the rebels begin, let the fire be started, we're dancing for the restless and the brokenhearted. So yeah. good. It just
3: And then it so repeats good. fifty. Oh yeah, and then you say that thirty times. <laughs> yeah. times for the next six minutes.
0: It's also another like Telltale Steinman thing where like every time you think the song hits ten, <laughs> he just keeps going. Yeah. He's like, More yeah. choir, more strings, more <laughs> guitars. And also the song is seven minutes long. So you just can't stop. I mean, in the movie they play all seven minutes of this damn song. Yeah, it's the the entire climax of
3: the film. (laughs) It's like
0: they resolve every plot while the song is going on. They've got like like other characters are coming on stage to sing with Diane Lane and like it's so it's just nuts. And the man
3: like watches a bit and then he's like, All right, I got I got somewhere to be. (laughs) That's true, he he does. They're still going. He jumps in that car. uh, What's her name? Uh Uh, Field of Dreams wife, yeah, yeah, yeah. Name. Um, You know, she comes along like the you know, this plot gets resolved. It's, it's like, oh, and the song keeps going. <laughs> it's
0: so good. It's so good. So this is a uh, yeah. We were talking on the break about uh, how. Steinman did a musical called Dance of the Vampires and right. apparently most of these songs, even the ones we're going to, well pretty much all the ones we're even going to listen to tonight all kind of stemmed out of one musical he wrote in college yeah. that he's been cannibalizing for the last mm-hmm. 35, 40 years. Yeah, yeah, he's
3: like a he's like a, a master chef or or you know, or better it would be like a Mexican restaurant where it's, just like, <laughs> it's the same ingredients but all combined yes, in different exactly. ways. So he's always just kind of picked, like even on the, the song we talked about earlier, the um, the, the 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 quote unquote uh, protest song uh, skull of our country, the chorus is, is total eclipse. It's like yeah. turn around, but just like then they say something else. It's like for the guns on the br-, you know whatever um, <laughs> And like yeah, and when you listen to Al, you just get these like lyrics or musical breakdowns are like oh he's borrowing that from this song and this, this is coming back in here and this is this is now the bridge of this song <laughs> like i love that though he's like always oh, frankenstein and stuff together
0: yeah and then dance of the vampires being originally a, a musical he wrote in german yeah t- and then tons,
3: trans the vampire whatever yeah you can find it online there's yeah.
0: no like official really yeah, recording uh either. there's
3: a cast recording of the like Hungarian I think oh, okay. version but I mean I can't I don't speak Hungarian I, I don't know I mean the music's great I don't yeah. know what the hell they're talking about I've never seen the show um they did an English version that came to New York and it's like one of the big flops of oh, Broadway well, yeah. history but I guess he was he himself wasn't the producers kind of overhauled it without him and no. uh Michael <clears throat> Crawford kind of Oh, his that's two cents right. because he was the main vampire guy oh wow so there are a couple of good songs that I came think... out of it but i guess the play as a whole was just like disaster yeah.
0: and um, much of that musical was total clips and this song yeah, and things the, just with Objects the lyrics the changed. Mirror got
3: yeah. revised uh, this song got revised um so, yeah, I think, yeah, Total Eclipse. So, yeah, yeah. You, you, th- there are very p- few pure Steinman songs, right? <laughs> The one, I, my pick, Anything We Love, is one of the few where they didn't, well, actually, I guess not anymore because that's in the, the new Bad Out Hell musical. Um, but, like, most of the songs you'll find bits and pieces of earlier <laughs> somewhere. <laughs>
0: uh, so, Ed, had you ever, oh, I, I'm just going to assume you had never heard this song before. What did you think of Tonight is what it means to be young? You are correct
2: about <laughs> that. Um, what I felt listening to it, and you are confirming my belief that it, it felt like uh, Bonnie Tyler B-Side, which is not a negative thing. Yeah. It's no, just, it's,
0: just, totally, it's totally.
2: Just, it's just, just a fact.
0: <laughs> yes. Well, and she would sound great doing the oh, yeah. song, like she oh, yeah. was genetically created to sing Steinman mm-hmm. music, which she did for two records. Yep. Yeah. I guess he has had some input on her country career, I've heard, but oh, I don't right. know how much. Oh, really? she still
3: does, she'll she do covers every now and then. Like she did 2R3 Ain't Bad and oh, right. she did the Air Supply song and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I don't think they've actually worked together. She hasn't done anything new from from mm-hmm. him since the second album.
0: Oh, yeah, there you go. Uh, Jennifer, tonight's what meets me sweet young.
1: Oh yeah, I mean this is so eighties tastic, and <laughs> it was such. It, it is such a fun film. I'm kind of surprised it's a as big a bomb as it was. I really thought that oh, the movie, yeah, yeah, because um, you know it is it is a good cast. It's a good eighties cast. Um, I thought for sure that. It, you know it it would have lived longer in you know cult circles and so forth but yeah maybe maybe now with um uh, a broader release it'll be uh easier for people to find at the
0: moment i think it's the song everybody's or it's the movie everybody's pretending they were a big fan of when mm. they were a kid <laughs> yeah. uh but it, i, I mean, mean i remember the box art
1: like yeah. seriously i cannot believe that i have never i had not seen that you know when it came out, I was aware of it because you know we had it on the the Stop Shop video shelves, and you know I, it's it's really pretty striking, you know kind of you know those day glow colors, uh, very 80s, you know paint swatchy. <laughs> um, so yeah, everything about it is just very big and over the top.
0: It's my box. It's my desktop wallpaper at work. is the <laughs> cover for nice. Streets of Fire. Nice. Yeah. Uh, well, that is my pick. Uh, let's turn it over. The randomizer selected. Ed, you're up next. Ed, what did you bring for the songs of Jim Steinman? B um, town.
2: I brought the Celine Dion classic. It's all coming back to me now. I know. I know. There's the Pandora box version. I've later. I've discovered. I, I knew of the Meatloaf version. So when I was going through uh, Jim Steinman's Wikipedia page, when I first, I think, I think I was thinking that we were doing a Ro- Robbie Folk suite. At some point. <laughs> and we then, should do and it. Very different. Yes. And then I was like, hold on. No, we're not doing... We're, that isn't the theme. It's Jim Steinman. I was like, okay, who is this person? So I was going through all his uh, writing credits. And there was... Uh, and I was like, oh, holding out for it here would be great. Oh, well, then I got Jen's selection. I was like, never mind. I can't... I don't, I don't, I don't want to go down that path. So I was like, what's another one that's really solid out of this? I was like, oh, I love It's All Coming Back to Me Now. It's drama... It brings the G- traditional uh, aesthetic of Jim Steinman, and yeah, let's let's lead in with that opening piano chorus. I Once will, this-
0: I will hold. This is one of the great starts of any song ever. <laughs> the opening is well, yeah, let's do it. i oh, For the listeners who didn't hear, Brian got up to get a beer and then took his (laughs) headphones off, came back, put his headphones on, and he was singing like he had not missed a beat in the song. Uh, Ed, this song is definitely a staple in reality singing shows. I know I've heard this in a singing show or two. I think one of the things I love about this song is it is begging for you to over-sing it. And no one wants to oversing it more than Celine Dion. And yet she manages to just, like, stay in the pocket for mm-hmm. the first half of the song and then just, you know, yeah. crush it at the end. Yeah.
3: Do- only dogs can hear some of
0: the notes Tell gosh. us about this song, Ed. Uh,
3: well,
2: you know, as you said, the uh, Jim Simon trademark is that you think you're at 11, but then there needs to be a 12. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, so Celine just is delivering on that promise. What I found... Uh, what I think is great about the song is is the melodies just is begging to be sung along with. And I was, I was looking through uh Celine Dion tour list because apparently that's where this led me. <laughs> I, was, I was surprised to see that, uh, that this song has like not really ever left her tour list ever. Like since <laughs> like it, it, it's always included. So it, she either really likes it or the fans really like it, or it's like a, it's like a big mo. I think it's just a big moment song. It's like, like like as much as i love taking chances or other songs like this is and i i can imagine it it doesn't have the staleness that my heart will go on could have for her so yeah um what I this you guys talking about how he had this vision of this of this muse, not musical in the uh, the eighties in his college year and has been cannibalizing that since. Remind me a bit of a story that uh, Pharrell and Daft Punk were talking about when they were talking about the Random Access Memory album. They said they, that they had this vision of this alternate version of the eighties. <laughs> okay, and in that they that's where they. That's where they picked up the entire Random Access Memory album. They just, like, stole it from this alternate dimension. (laughs) Okay. So now I'm going to go with Jim Simon, like, somehow stumbled into this alternate dimension in his college years, ripped one song from it, and has been just living off the proceeds of that that (laughs) dimension hop. Since
0: then I love this idea of like a Jim Steinman 80s which is just like neon and motorcycles <laughs> yeah, yeah, and studded no car, leather yeah. and lots the of the cars fans. only have back seats yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> everyone lives on a coast
1: like. lots of flowing drapes and scars and just fans blowing everywhere so, that oh, yes. big hair oh you just always have a fan always. wherever yeah. you go look better uh, with the fan.
0: Brian, what's what's the ultimate vision of this song? Is it this one, Pandora's Box, or the Meatloaf? And uh, when he not, sang it with like a seventeen-year-old, yeah, it's not Meatloaf.
3: As much as I love my boy Mo- Meat, uh, and <laughs> did not care too much for his uh, for his any all coming back. But it is a good karaoke choice because then you can bring for a friend sure. up. And because uh, he turned into a duet for some reason, and then you could, like, I'm not doing a Celine Dion song, um, but uh, you know, uh, yeah, I kind of prefer the original Pandora's Box version, but obviously, this is the first one I heard, so uh, it's, it's definitely my favorite Celine Dion song, oh, um, yeah. But, uh, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's so much like the Pandora's Box. I mean, it might even have some of the same tracks behind it. Like, I don't even know if they bothered to re-record everything. Yeah, that's a good point. Because uh, it's so identical. I mean, Meats is different, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, so, I mean, it, it just comes down to voice, I guess, voice preference. And uh, you know, it is kind of hard when you listen, to, like, to shake that oh, it's the Titanic lady, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's just, like, it yeah. just feels a little... Like, the other <laughs> thing is he worked with, even Air Supply, there's like a a kind bit of coolness to air somebody know. <laughs> There's not that coolness to Celine. Celine. Uh, <laughs> you know, but I mean, hey, she did a great job and the video's cool. And yeah. uh, you know, it's and I'll give i I'll give Celine this much credit. I believe, apart for a little tiny bit of the second verse, it's the only one of steinman's singles that was on the radio and on MTV, well, probably H one on M T V. Uh Intact. Like, they didn't hack it up to bits. Like, it was just, they they took a little bit out of that second verse, um, but otherwise, it was the whole seven minutes or whatever it is. That's impressive. So, I mean, like, anything for love is 12 minutes, but they cut it down to four. You know, <laughs> so it's like you listen to like a shell of the song. Yeah. Uh, but this is pretty much intact. So it's like you gotta be Celine Dion to get that kind of <laughs> you know, pull over over VH one and the radio. Like, no, you're not cutting my song
0: in half, you know <laughs> yeah. Jennifer, it's all coming back to me now.
1: Yeah, this this is probably one of my favorite Celine Dion songs. It's just you're right she could oversing it but she doesn't she uses such restraint with it and i do love from the very beginning like that that opening note on the keyboards it's just it sort of grabs your attention and the music plays through sort of like an overture at the start of a musical you're getting hints of it and you're singing the lyrics in your head and then it's like maybe a minute in when she starts to <laughs> sing or something yeah. uh, it's just it is it's fantastic i mean you No matter what your feelings are of her, she gets a lot of crap. I don't know why she seems to take it well. And (laughs) I mean, she's yeah, that's great.
0: Yeah. I mean, this is this is a classic song. You really can't argue with uh, the with the the virtuosity that goes on i mean the the requirement that what it takes to perform this and to sing this song is pretty great i also like that lyrically it's one of his more straight ahead Mm -hmm. like they're really you know there there isn't a lot of talk about angels in this one (laughs) like 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 you had said you had said the story of the director of this video saying everything jim jim steinman ever did had a motorcycle in it like the song manages to get without a motorcycle
3: (laughs) well that's i mean I mean, maybe I can get it tomorrow with, with my son, but, you know, I'll probably forget by then, so I'm going to say it now while it's in my head. Um, he, A lot of songs are funny. They're, yeah. There's a sense of irony to them. And uh, this one doesn't really have too much of that. Um, in fact, you know, when I met him, it was a couple of weeks before my wedding. And I asked him, I was like, I'm, I just want to double check because... You know, obviously, I want to play one of your songs at our wedding, but I want to make sure it's a good one. Like I'm like, <laughs> heaven can wait. Heaven can wait is sincere, right? And he's like, yeah, yeah. I, I, the, the ideal one was for crying out loud, but yeah. there's two problems. One is that it's nine and a half minutes long, and right. I won't cut a Jim Stamos song. And two, there's a boner joke in it. Yeah, um, <laughs> but other than that, it's, it's very sincere. You know, <laughs> oh but like, God. there's always like this sort of like. You know, not goofiness, but just like a dry sort of sarcasm to a lot of the songs. And you're like never quite sure, like, as he, (laughs) you know. uh, So, um, yeah, so this is one of those few, I think, that it's it's like a legit love song. Like, it's not, you know. We didn't tortured talk, love, but love yeah. all those
0: We didn't talk too much about how uh, his songs are so often named after cliches. Yeah, oh, yeah. And that's his. Uh, there was actually an SNL sketch years ago where it was like all the cliches that Jim Steinman hasn't used. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that is kind of he. He loves to name a song after a cliche. I also like when the name of a song is a lyric to an earlier song. Yeah. That happens every once in a while. Like, hey, okay, good for you. Uh, well, that is Jennifer's pick. Or I'm sorry, that is Ed's pick. Uh, yes. it's all coming back to me now <laughs> let's turn it over to Jennifer now Jennifer
1: what did you bring for Jim Steinman week so uh, it's been discussed already on the the show so I'm just going to jump right into it it's Bonnie Tyler's Total Eclipse of the Heart and um, this uh, this was on her fifth album in the early 80s. She was, I think she dropped her producer or something, but she, uh, you know, liked the stuff that he'd done with meatloaf. So he's like, she's like, hey, can we do something together? And he presented with a couple of songs. And um, so he uh, remembered that he had written a song from a vampire musical. <laughs> and uh, it was essentially a love song. So he, he reworked it a little bit. And that's what we got here.
4: Turn around Every now and then I get a little bit lonely And you're never coming around Turn around Every now and then I get a little bit tired Of listening to the sound of my tears Turn around. Every now and then I get a little bit nervous That the best of all the years have gone by Turn
5: around
4: Every now and then I get a little bit terrified And then I see the look in your Turn eyes. Around, bright eyes Every now and then I fall apart Turn around I dream of something white around Every now and then I get a little bit helpless And I'm lying like a child
0: jennifer we saw storm large in concert once and she came out for the encore and she was like there is one song that young and old Hmm. gay straight punker or street (laughs) kid or old person they love total eclipse oh yeah
1: oh yeah so it's it's funny because doing some reading on this and again i knew i could never match your knowledge on steinman and so forth so I, i Focused on different things, but one of the things he was saying that he he loved about her voice is that it reminded him of John Fogarty So I'm guessing you know that like deeper, raspier voice. Yeah. So um, he was really excited to rework the song for her. And the thing that she loved about it is she is quoted as saying that she um she likes really challenging songs, and that this song is very challenging. And she likes songs that not everybody can sing which is funny because we've been to enough karaoke's and there's a lot of people that <laughs> think they can sing this and the thing is even when they're bad they're putting so much just, just You've so much commit. into you can't it yeah, yeah it's like it's like you, you applaud the performance just because you know they're so utterly committed and so passionate about it and so yeah I mean it's a it's a it's a sad love song you know she's starts right off she's you know um turn around every now and then I get a little bit lonely and you're never coming around it's like right there we know you know this woman is not happy (laughs) not happy got some sad stuff going on and you know the chorus and I need you now tonight and I need you more than ever and if you only hold me tight we'll be holding on forever and now that I know it was in a vampire musical <laughs> a lot of these lyrics make more sense it's you know true, it's true love in the dark you know holding on forever it's like oh oh yeah you're really committed to that <laughs> yeah that's uh, also that a very of the vampire it's a
0: very jim's diamond thing like the forever mm-hmm. the
3: destiny yeah. the fate it's yeah. very heavy in this the the, the, the the you know the contrasting young and old he's always yeah. like um we'll never be as young as we are right now and yeah. uh, you know uh, every the, Almost every song has some sort of reference to the idea of, you know, being young and that you're getting old, you know. That he, the yeah. Peter Pan's obviously a huge. Yeah. Neverland ah. is one of the musicals he did. But it's like a rock and roll sort of Peter Pan thing. He's very much in with the idea right. of like not growing old and, you know, being yeah. a... A horny, awesome kid, you know, forever. <laughs> but uh. there's
0: a certain I don't there like because I uh, we've talked on the show. I'm I'm not a nostalgic person. I'm kind of mm-hmm. anti-nostalgia in okay. a way, but. I, there's a certain type of his music that does kind of make you feel like a teenager. Mm-hmm. Like, and it isn't in kind of a, like, I was better then type of way. It just kind of is about like the spirit of that period and yeah. kind of like not letting go of the spirit of that period. You know, yeah. it, it isn't kind of uh, like look at the, what fun we used to have. It's kind of like you are still that person inside somewhere. He's mm-hmm. really kind of in tune with that aspect of it. Uh, Ed total eclipse of the heart. What do you think?
2: Um, it's a it's a great song. Obviously, I always consider it uh, like the song that brought Nikki McKibben on the map for me. <laughs> <laughs> that was a, like like, I, I was I was looking back. I was like, did is this the song that saved her from complete and old tutter, total destruction in the final four of American Idol? But I looked it up, and that was no. That was Mary Jane. That was that was the song, and I'm the only one are also great songs um but but total Clips of the heart is the song that got nikki mckibben into the final 10 of american idol and so i was like associated with her as like like i'm i don't know if i heard that song i'm sure i did before that moment in my life but but i just remember being like oh my god this song is is amazing and <laughs> it, all the drama and all all the epic lyrics i don't know like i can't get enough of this song like and as as you were saying about Storm Large, like I I could start singing this song, and no matter what group I'm with, people will just join in. Everyone more loves, choirs, Everyone loves this song. More people, more people, of violinists on the street.
0: <laughs>
2: joining in like that is what happened in the street of San Francisco yeah I,
0: mean, I do remember the time that we went to karaoke and this oh, kid yeah. got up he's an Asian kid with all of his friends <laughs> and he did this song and his friends are falling out of their chairs laughing at him like not even laughing with him like straight up laughing at him and I don't think he spoke any English
1: really nah. but he knew this song <laughs> but he
0: knew this song and l- literally like halfway through this song I don't know if it was intentional but a bunch of like the drunkest broiest Douchebags at the bar just decided you're our boy, yeah. Yeah. and he was singing. It, and they were like shouting it back to yeah. him, and it was like magic. Yeah, like, yeah you can usually get the crowd
3: to to supply the turnaround. Oh or, yeah, yeah. Crowds, you know. <laughs>
1: that was pretty great and it was in and the 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 crowd was cheering with him and the crowd wasn't laughing at him not like his friends Uh but he was so committed I mean he was like on his knee (laughs) pumping his fist and everything (laughs) and I there's so there's so much theatrical about this song and and one of the things that really landed me on this song particular is the music video because it is so crazy <laughs> over the top we were talking about it earlier it's uh directed by russell mckay he, who did uh, a lot of 70s and 80s music videos but and also highlander. he did highlander and highlander, highlander. to the quickening and apparently not, a film no, blue
0: ice let's not talk about I that one <laughs> let's oh. only talk yeah. about it huh.
1: first so oh so highlander and fans yes. don't even want to talk about the Razorbag,
0: that's yeah. right and the co and he did the uh, pilot episode of almost every show on hbo
1: for a while <laughs>
2: yeah but yeah, you, so, you say you say over the top, I say iconic. It, there you go. Oh it is. It, it
1: is. You just need to see one frame of it and you know exactly what it's from. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 basically set in uh, you know, an all boys boarding school And she's, you know, headmistress, but we don't know this at the beginning. We just hear her singing about how lonely she is. And, you know, he's never coming around. And then you finally see this figure, shadowy figure coming in, getting closer. And then you look at it and you're like, wait a second, you're wearing a boys school uniform. (laughs) This is a little boy she's singing about. And then he lifts his head and he's got these like glowing white eyes. And you're like what the heck <laughs> and then there's running it's and fencing, there's lots of yeah. there's fencing there's somebody, um yeah. <laughs> but them, there's yeah. the the biker gang that comes in with a choreographed dance sequence <laughs> and and then but apparently the the boarding school that they shot and it was actually a a real sanitarium oh, wow. so good. that adds to the <laughs> creep dark. factor but if you haven't or if you haven't seen it in years check out the video so good. it is just it just gets crazier and crazier
0: there's also a great youtube video where somebody changed the lyrics to be about all the crazy oh, yeah, the stuff that's going video. on yeah. oh, it's yes, and it narrates the <laughs> yeah.
1: video yeah. <laughs> it's pretty funny oh. yeah
0: well, that is Jennifer's pick this week, Total yeah. Eclipse of the Heart. Uh, let's turn it over to our guest, Brian. Brian, what did you bring for I the brought, songs of Jim Steinman? I
3: brought Anything for Love, and it's good that we, we can go from Total Eclipse to this, because uh, I'll start with a funny story. Um, they, uh, every year, go down a fantastic fest in Austin, and um, it's the Alamo Draft House, mm-hmm. and uh, they do a karaoke night. It's like an event, <laughs> uh, and it's tough to get in. It's, t- tougher. it's even tougher to actually get a song up. Um, and I went one year and of course I put it into all Eclipse of the Heart. And Tim League, who runs the Alamo and he's like the host of the thing, he's like, Hey, uh, so um yeah, Brian, you're next. He's like, No, fuck fuck no. He's like, I'm sorry. Uh, he's like we he's like, There's one song that no one can sing in one of my theater in one of my one of my <laughs> venues and it's this. He's like, I hate this song so much, picking on the song. So Ow. I was like, All right. And I was like, you know what? Fine. So I picked anything for love because it's the same shit and it's twice mm-hmm. as long and he <laughs> he realized what I did. He's like, "I got to respect that." All right. Yeah. And like I assumed it would be the radio edit or at least like some, like a music it was the full I don't know why. It's a karaoke <laughs> version but it's the 12-minute version with 2-minute musical instru- in, oh my intro. God. Oh my God. And I'm standing up there and I'm like Hi, <laughs> like, it's two minutes. So <laughs> oh, I like, can't go to the and, bar to drink. Have, I didn't have the female singer yet, so I was like, "Look, I need, I need the you know, I need Mrs. Loud. I, yeah. I need somebody to just come do." And uh, uh, it's actually it's the first time. The, the, this is how I met her, uh, Meredith, who uh, is my editor over at Birth uh, Movies. Do. She's awesome. She she was the one that to come to my rescue and do the uh, do the female part. So, so great. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let's take a listen to. Uh, right. I'll do anything for love, but I won't do that. So, Brian, this is a I Do Anything for Love. We were talking about the karaoke-ness of this yeah. song. Uh, I remember when this song came out, and just like there was nothing else in the universe. Even no. so, the first hit off of this this is from Bat 2. Yeah. And the first uh, single was Rock and Roll Dream Comes Through. No, this one came first. Oh, this one came yeah, first? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it, I just remember nothing sounded like this in the world.
3: No, that, I mean, that's actually, I, I remember this is, you know, back when MTV showed videos normally, and they'd have like during commercial breaks it'd be like these are the you know like in tv like this month you know that sort of thing it would show like maybe 10 seconds of like three or four of the the big videos they were kind of pushing that month and i just caught one of those ads one day and this was in there and it was like 10 seconds if that and i'm like what the hell is this and you know and this is this is 1993 like this is what i'm listening to all the time pearl jam nirvana mm-hmm. stunt mm-hmm. double pilots um allison Ch- you know what i mean that stuff the grunge mm-hmm. stuff yeah, yeah, like yeah. everybody else um and obviously, I mean, not that there's anything like this anyway, but there's really, this was like a real departure, you know, but there was something again that what I was talking about before, it's just that instant sort of like hook for me, you know, yep. I'm like, whoa, this is, this is in my wheelhouse. And I sat and watched MTV all for hours waiting for them to actually play this whole video. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like blown away. I'm like, this is like the greatest thing ever. And, uh... It got the album you know probably a month later or something like that and uh you uh, know objects in the rearview mirror which is the third single Yeah, uh, that's probably my favorite song on the album but anything for love uh you know there's just it's just so epic it's the long, i think it's his longest song if not it's, it's up there you know it's it's 12 minutes in its entirety yeah, yeah. um it's got that great 2 minute instrumental opening with like you know the guitar is meant to sound like motorcycles and you know i I heard bat two before bat one and now of course i realize it's sort of like you know you know but but same thing that the bad out hell title track did you know i was like you know it's like eventually he'll start singing two minutes from now um (laughs) and uh but there's one thing that I, i just really really love about this song the first word is and that's the first word of the song. true. And I love that because they always tell you you can't begin a sentence with and. Right. Right? And I'm like, he he began a whole album like that. Yeah. And, but somebody said, like, well, it's a sequel. And I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> that's that's so amazing. Great. 17 or whatever, 16 years later, oh, like, wow. it's truly, like, bad out too. Like, he's like, uh, he's they're picking up right where they left off. And I just thought that was so cool. And so in my writing, I always, always everyone just like 99 percent of my reviews and articles there's a paragraph that'll start with the word end that's and awesome that's my little tribute because <laughs> that's like that was the, the coolest thing in the world once i realized that um but uh yeah i mean it's you know I mean, there are people that just hate this you know because it was ubiquitous It was on the radio a lot it wasn't you know? a little inescapable, in but because there's nothing else like it it was like when people want to like you know, like now, if like a band has a hit, like, you know, what's the, what's big now? What, Imagine Dragons or, you know, mm-hmm. whatever the hell's big. Then, you know, they have a couple of hits and then everybody sounds like that. This, mm-hmm. The studios mm-hmm. are, they are, the um, labels all sign bands that sound exactly like that. There's nobody doing meat, though. So it's like, well, we just have to keep playing this then. We don't have, <laughs> we don't have, like, people love this, but there's nothing else like it. So we will just yeah. keep playing it. Uh, and I'm sure it was like the number one most played song that year or whatever. Um, but, uh, yeah, just it's. I don't get tired of it either. Like some songs, I mean, I, this I listen to Steinman stuff like probably at least 50% of the time. Listen to music, you know, <laughs> if I'm driving, uh, you know, especially because I, I work late, so when I'm driving back late, like I need something I can sing along to, it's like, oh, well, I know, I know all these words, you know, yeah, um, so, uh, and I just don't get, and Meat doesn't get sick of this song either. He's cut it down some because, like, he was saying it before, his voice isn't quite as you know, powerful as it used to be, mm-hmm. but you can tell this and bad out of hell, the two songs that he, he still loves doing. Like he doesn't yeah. get, but you know, he doesn't seem bored with them, you know? And I like that there are, I mean, the one that you have up right now is I could tell from here, it's the second CD from, from bad out of hell, uh, two, And the second disc is just cuts, different cuts of all the songs. It's not like they didn't put like rarities or demos or like acoustic versions or whatever. That it's just like, oh, here's the radio edits, and here's like the longer edit, and here's the shorter edit, and this is, and one of them is actually called something like. The longer, but not still as long as the album, something like that. Like, not as long as the album version cut. (laughs) Longer
0: still, but not as long as the album version. (laughs) Like, I love
3: that. It's so goofy. Yeah. Um, But it it makes it fun for karaoke, too, because you're not quite sure which one you're going to get. Like, you just tell the KJ, like, yeah, I think for love, you might get the full 12. You might get the three and a half or whatever it is, radio edit. You might get some weird version in between. Uh, So, yeah, it keeps you on your toes. So that's good. Yeah. and, uh, and and you know it, it's it's got one of those great Stein mini. Overlong, like the titles are just as overlong as the songs, yeah. For you know, sure. The full title is I Would Do Anything for Love, in parentheses, but I won't do that. <laughs> uh, and of course, every five minutes, somebody will be like, But what is that? And just because yeah. you know, if you just I know it's long, but if you listen to
0: the song, it's right there, it's the last so yeah, line that, long. that was always the joke, you know, yes. well, what, well, what what was it? But yeah. he actually says that,
3: yes, so like a, sooner or later, he will be screwing around, I won't mm-hmm. do that. He instantly says, I yeah. won't do that,
0: Come on, exactly. You know. Yeah, and apparently, if you go through the lyrics point by point. Yeah, every time he says, "But I won't do that." Yeah, the thing immediately before. Yeah, it's a it, grammatical
3: he, sort of trick. So yeah. it's like, uh, "I'll never stop dreaming of you every night of my life." Uh, I'll never do it better than I do it with you. So there's actually a lot of that. So, yeah, <laughs> as <it> turns out. <laughs> but I mean, that's like that's when you get into like, nah, you know, yeah. super. Ner- you could just be like, well, it's right. The last thing of the song, sooner or later, you'll be screwing around. I won't do that. <laughs> Come on.
0: This song... Uh, I, lo- I love this song. This is definitely one of my top oh, yeah. top two or three Steinman songs. Um, I, the lyrics in this song are some of my favorite lyrics of his. Like yeah. I feel like this is the mo- one of the most playful moments he ever yeah. had. And he's really getting... There's some cool stuff. I love like as long as the planets are turning, as long as the stars are burning, as long as your dreams are coming true, you'd better believe it that yeah. I would do. Like he has a lot of great stuff. I love uh, the, when Mrs. Loud sings, will you hose me down in holy yeah. water if I get too hot? <laughs> like there's so much blasphemy I t- in that. I, <laughs> I tweeted like as a, cause I went to Catholic school and Supple I was still in, was about in that Catholic
3: <laughs> school. When this came out, I was, I was eighth grade. So it was like right wrapping up. And I tweeted like not too long ago, I was just like, you know now that i'm old and boring like I, I really regret that i never had the chance to hose someone down with holy water until she got too hot. <laughs> and of course i got like three favorites from people that i don't know i'm like oh shit all right yeah yeah, <laughs> it. uh, but, um, yeah no it, it's got it's again it's got like all these themes kind of like thrown into this one thing there's love there's yeah. there's uh the sadness there's a lyric about rock and roll yeah. um mm-hmm. you know there's uh there's the whole young and young and old contrast uh, cause you know, she, she, says it, it's, um, uh, uh colorize my life. I'm so sick of black and white. That's a and great right line. On, like all that stuff. <laughs> um, and she has really good lyrics too. They make me some, the one that like, always gets cut is, uh, You don't hear it on any version, almost, except for the album. It's, uh, would you make me some magic with your own two hands? Would you build an Emerald City with these grains of sand and give me something I could take home? It's like, oh, that's sweet. Yeah.
0: Yeah. There's a great, I mean, yeah, the the line you had referenced, uh, some days I pray for silence, some days I pray for souls. sometimes I just pray to the God of sex and drums and rock and roll. Because (laughs) Meatloaf didn't do a lot of drugs, apparently. Apparently his issue was mostly just, like, food and, (laughs) like, nervous (laughs) breakdowns. Yeah, yeah.
3: Wow! Yeah, yeah. not gonna—he's gonna, not gonna go to drugs. He's gonna go to drums. He's gonna double down <laughs> yeah. on the on the rock. He already has rock and roll in there. Yeah, exactly. like, but Steinman needs two drums.
0: He you does. He, you can never have enough drums. No. Uh, Ed, if I can do anything for love, or I do anything for love, but I won't do that. What do you think of this song? It's—it's—it's it's, it's like one of
2: those great uh, rock operas up there with Bohemian Rhapsody. Mm. That's like that—that's just that—that's all there is to it.
0: It's an aria, and 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 it charted. Like, it's mm-hmm. an yeah. aria yeah. that charted. And I think, I want to say this was, at the time, like, the oldest person to ever have a number one record or something. Like, Meatloaf broke some record. Yeah,
3: like he, I mean, he won, like, the Grammy, and, like, I mean, it was, like, a huge comeback. It's like, I don't know what, you know, I mean, you, you'd never see anything like this now, like, yeah. getting a push from whoever pushes music, you know? <laughs> and, like, I, I, it, again, think, it doesn't really I, fit into anything. I mean, it's rock, but it's yeah, not yeah. alternative rock and it's not hard rock it's just theatrical rock i mean yeah, queen yeah. is probably the closest you can get yeah. to like that style just because of all the different you know you get like four different <laughs> tempos and <in> one song, <laughs> um but uh you know obviously queen had c- certainly passes but i mean yeah. maybe maybe that was the right time because queen was kind of getting a revival of its own i mean though know, freddie had already passed and that's on true with the wayne's, of wayne's world, world and, world and stuff yeah. so it mm-hmm. meets actually in wayne's world which is fun. oh that's right um <laughs> so uh you know he, just perfect timing i think for their attempt because he never really had that much success again after like with radio and stuff yeah for you sure you know and his new stuff it's you know kind of like indie label and you know, you don't hear it on the radio and you know yeah, you know, there's no video or whatever so yeah
0: well and then he all like Hankel teddy Ray is just a bad record yeah. <laughs> like, i like that one just i don't mind the one, one after that
3: is the one I, I really can't get into hell in a handbasket. hankel has got some like stuff that like that one for some oh really, like, oh, really? Oh, yeah, i can't I get that why. one at all
0: I don't know Ed what were you saying?
2: I was just saying that uh that I would disagree with him that that something like this couldn't happen again. It's just like our society is so is is so is sub segmenting so much, and like if if something really breaks through with a certain group of people, like sales don't even get you on the chart anymore it's mm. it's the it's the equivalent uh one thousand five hundred streams counts as one unit sale for a single
0: wow oh, all
6: really? right so.
2: Or yeah. yeah, is that right? No, or no, it's 150 plays. 150 plays counts as one single sale, yeah. and then 1500 counts as an album. Yeah, um, that's
0: hard. That means I've I've bought the Japan Droids record many many <laughs> times, which they, which they appreciate.
2: Yep, um, yeah, sure they do? But so I mean, like this could have, like I mean, I think Psy was kind of that way just a few years ago. Like if the song is really great and resonates with just the right enough people. <laughs> It could it it could happen if if there was ever a time it is now.
0: I actually I actually agree with that on this one uh, because um, Tom Petty had his first number one record I think almost in his career last year. Oh wow! Yeah. And then uh, who did we see with Lady Tony uh, with Lady Gaga? Uh,
7: Tony,
1: Tony Bennett.
0: Bennett. Tony Bennett, yeah. Bennett? Tony Bennett had his first oh, number wow. one record in his career, oldest man to ever have a number one record. Yeah. So it's actually it, it's funny at the time the a comeback of meatloaf's caliber was totally unheard of, Mm. but now because there are so many people on labels by which you can really sell records and Mm. the only people really selling records are people that appeal to a Walmart audience. Yeah. Yeah. Like Walmart and Tom Petty are actually selling (laughs) albums again, but it would be interesting to see like, yeah, I, I, it's almost it's almost to see like if Allison Chains were to come back and have yeah. a big explosion, would that be possible? I guess arguably their fans well, would say I, they already. I mean, did. it's harder,
3: especially around here, because L.A. does not have like a traditional rock station. We yeah. have mm-hmm. the two alternative rock stations, but like yeah, like a band like Allison Chains or Stunt Pilots that came out now, I would they wouldn't play that. Yeah, you know, like you don't hear yeah, stuff like that. What, kind of but
2: what role that. does radio have in? Uh, sales anyway. well I don't that that's I don't know I mean, I, I yeah, that's a whole other discussion. discussion but I mean that's
3: where you kind of get the idea of like what's going on in music you know yeah. I mean I guess like like I always joke every year like the who wins the voice like those
0: people, <laughs> okay. the voice those is, people...
2: is, a, is a sham of reality show. <laughs> <laughs> do not get me
0: started on this well, let's uh, let's polish this off now. We'll go around the circle, and uh, everybody can make one last, final case for why the audience should vote for their song, uh, and uh, why they should win as the bringer of the song for Jim Steinman. Uh, we will have one winner, and everyone else will only be able to listen to. Um I don't know Not Steinman They'd have to listen To imitations They'd only be able, They can only listen To uh, <laughs> Welcome to the Neighborhood yeah. <laughs> That's it. Actually you had mentioned I asked you on Twitter once What's your favorite Non-Steinman Meat record and you Yeah said It's welcome probably to Welcome to the
3: Neighborhood, neighborhood. Yeah there's
0: some yeah. Good stuff on there I, I can I think Mine's probably Bad Attitude Because it's like yeah, An I 80's like metal attitude, record yeah. But, uh, but yeah So let's get into it I went first uh, And my pick this week Was Tonight is what It means to be young I just feel like This is the thesis Statement for Steinman <laughs> I think it is like uh, it has those things that go to 11 it's for a movie his music is so cinematic and this was actually in a movie a movie that is pretty much i think pretty close to what steinman would make mm-hmm. i think if they let him make a movie it would probably look something like <laughs> streets of fire um it's by a bunch of anonymous uh uh stay st- or uh session musicians which i think is pretty in his wheelhouse mm-hmm. and man you just got that snare drum that can't quit you got the choirs you got the layers you got all the things that uh, that makes diamond great i feel are in tonight is what it means to be young and uh most of you hadn't heard it and so you were able to feel a little cooler mm-hmm. and hear something fantastic for I'm the first time so much cooler now thank you hey that's what i do uh so that is my pick i think you should vote for tonight uh, is what it means to be young also because it's my birthday uh mm-hmm. let's turn it over to jennifer <laughs> Oh Ed, let's turn it over to Ed. I totally played the birthday card, and you can make yeah. one last final claim for why people should vote for your song. It's card. all coming back to me now. I
2: I, I feel for Josh um, for a moment because I know if it was like a theme that I really wanted, I would be like I would be putting up my blinders to like the obvious winning choices. So <laughs> for for all for all of us who choose the theme that have blinders, I I would like Josh to to have this win.
0: Love it! Wow! You just pull it, You just you're not gonna make a case for your song because I no. think you I think you got a winner.
2: I, I well, that's why. That's why I because I went with the obvious choice.
0: Like, <laughs> you're like you don't. I don't even have to make a case. People are gonna vote for me by nature of the fact that like. But 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 I,
2: for but for Josh for his birthday for, for his love of Fire Ink and that that movie poster was that when I saw it the first time I was like damn that's a good that's a good album cover yeah. <laughs> so there you go like
0: beautiful. Uh, let's turn it over to Jennifer. Jennifer, why should people vote for Total Eclipse of the Heart?
2: Well,
1: I mean, do they
0: need to be convinced?
1: It is, it is, it is the best ballad written for a vampire musical ever. <laughs> so, right there, it, it's incredible. Um, in 2015, it was voted by the British public as the national's third favorite 1980s number one in a poll. There you go. So, third <laughs> <Okay>. favorite <laughs> 1980s. Think- are they
2: going to pull up the stat from 2013 that it was the most sung song in the shower? <laughs>
1: <laughs> how did they get that number? Like, how do they know that? Are they bugging my house? <laughs> Self-reported. Damn it. it. Self-reported. Self-reported. <laughs> and, you know, as, as discussed earlier, you know, you put this in in a bar and it doesn't matter who's in the bar, non-English speaking Asian guy, uh, big broy guys, nerds like us, you know, everybody loves it. It unifies you. And the video is bad shit.
0: It is bad shit. Ed, what is your most sung song in the shower?
2: Uh, This week? without question uh hard times oh there, of course or... by Paramore. <laughs> mine
0: is always did you get my number by jason Mraz. Uh, that i don't know why but it's jennifer most sung oh, song gosh. in the gosh,
1: it used to be out there on my own from fame of course it was you know I of was, course it, it was it's the song that i knew yeah you know.
0: brian most is it uh, i'm
3: always doing pearl jam ones oh. like i'll do like crazy mary or i'll do uh um, yo led better. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. I think it's just like I did it once and then like it, <laughs> I like I get deja vu and exactly, just like, it just exactly. triggers in just triggers yeah. in, in the shower. There's no rhyme or reason for it. Oh well
0: Brian I, Oh, go
2: ahead. I I guess I've had to get an overall song, potentially counting stars
3: by one
0: republic. Potentially. <laughs> that's what right. I would have thought. Yeah, for you. That's what I would have thought. Let's turn it over to Brian. Make one last final case for why people should vote for your song, uh, I'd do
3: anything for love. Mine's the only one that hasn't been reused. It wasn't recycled from a musical. Uh, ah. no. uh, <laughs> Original material. Mine, mine has uh, the video with the hot lady uh, in a flying bed uh, with, writh- with lesbians writhing all around.
0: Yeah. on the
3: meatloaf doing like a Beauty and the Beast kind of thing it is kind of like uh, Beauty and the Beast
0: with motorcycles yeah, yeah. <laughs>
3: and uh I mean this this might hurt my case but the video was Michael Bay and it was the three <laughs> it was the three meatloaf videos that because they were so cinematic that kind of helped him get his directing career that really <laughs> wow. I really just killed my case but, uh, it, but it led it to the rock led, yeah led bad boys in the rock and then yeah. if you if you're a fan a of uh, the Bay videos it's, it's way off case but the uh the Objects in the Rearview rear Mirror video, uh, which Bay did, he kind of recycled some of it for Pearl Harbor. If you watch that video and watch Pearl Harbor, you'll see a lot of the same stuff going on. Um, but uh, Anything for Love is, you know, help get Meatloaf back. And, uh, you yeah, know, I think people just kind of love Meatloaf. They might of like, love the music, but I remember when he had his, uh, he, he kind of fainted on stage, like, a mm-hmm. year or two ago. Yes. And there was just, like, a ton of people who were, like, oh, my God, because, like, you know, it seemed like he died. Like, you know, right. like you know, it just happened at a concert, and, like, they shut the place down, <laughs> the, wow. like, the Paramax game and stuff. And you just, people are just, like, because really, they just kind of love the guy. He's yeah. just, like, a lovable dude, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, that gave him back to us, because, obviously, he wasn't really, you know, after Bat 1. You know, he kind of faded until Bat 2. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's just a really good sing-along song that, um, yeah, it... it uh, it's it's good. I, the thing is, I agree with all you guys, so it's hard for me to like argue with you Yeah, it's <laughs> like I'm like, like your favorite. you're right, you're yeah. right, you're right. <laughs>
0: I don't know what I would yeah, pick yeah. if I was a listener. The week. real answer is for crying out loud. Like,
1: <laughs> oh. There you go. I get that, two picks. That that is one of my favorites oh, on that so album. <laughs>
0: And now, dear listeners, it is time for you to vote on which of our songs you think is the best Jim Steinman song you heard this week. Uh, You can vote on Twitter by tweeting us at BeatdownPod. You can email us at BeatdownPodcast at gmail.com. Or you can tell us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash BeatdownPodcast and let us know your favorite Jim Steinman song. Uh, That is BeatdownPodcast.podbean.com. That's the best place to vote. BeatdownPodcast.podbean.com. Before we go, I have to mention my favorite part in Making Love Out of Nothing at All mm-hmm. by Air Supply is when he sings, And I'll Make All the Stadiums Rock, and you yeah. hear the goofiest guitar <laughs> riff. It's like, It's so good. It's my favorite I, I, moment.
3: I remember when he, that's the only song he ever did with him, and Steinman later, he said that they were the two most boring individuals he had ever <laughs> met in his life, but he was, like, fascinated by that. It's like so He was, good. like, endeared by how boring these two guys were.
0: Air Supply, uh, which are notable for being the first a musical group to ever play live on QVC. Oh wow! Really? <laughs> yeah, they, nice. they have that. They wow. have the factoid. <laughs> Uh, I have but, a
3: dream where I really want to do an air supply biopic, but not do any research for it. and Just assume just make and make up. everything up. <laughs> like, because I'd be like, the, like because again they are the boringest people in the world. <laughs> I just have this like really sorted. Like,
0: <laughs> I don't even know their names. So like, great. I don't even know.
3: What those, I think one name is Graham. For it's some reason. probably yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's a
0: tiny Australian and a giant American. Yeah, like, like, like I don't know which one's HBO. which. I wouldn't oh. do a
3: shred of research. I'd get like Will Ferrell and John C Reilly and just like make the worst movie ever. Oh my gosh. <laughs>
7: that movie. sounds really fun. Yeah. That's
0: amazing. Well, before we go, uh, Brian, would you uh, like to tell people where to find you online and plug um, your book?
3: Yeah, uh, I'm. Uh, I still update horror movie a day every now and then. Uh, it's just horrormovieaday. dot com all one word. Uh, I don't obviously do it every day anymore, uh, but there's a book you can get on Amazon. Uh, it's horror movie a day, the book because I, I spend <laughs> a lot of time titling. Um, and uh, if you're you're into horror, that's you know, it's, it's I recommend it. Um, and then uh, you can find me on Twitter at Brian W. Collins and I'm usually just alternating between talking about horror and talking about Jim Steinman so that's, that's <laughs> pretty accurate yeah. actually nice. uh, Jennifer every now and then I'll yell at Trump but other than that that's yeah. just yeah. Steinman and horror that's <laughs> like, yeah. yeah
0: that's pretty much what the world is I, right?
7: yeah, yeah I, say I wish I wish
1: everybody was just like <laughs>
3: dividing <laughs> their time between Steinman and horror and yelling at Trump <laughs>
0: <laughs> Jennifer uh, what uh, how, where can people find you online
1: uh, Instagram and Twitter at Jenny B. Creative there you
0: go. Ed, where can people find you?
1: At edredure.com. There you
0: go. Edward Giordano. Uh, and uh, I'm a Josh Burnell, B-U-R-N-E-L-L movie I wrote called Boone the Bounty Hunter is currently on disc at Walmart. You should all go to Walmart and buy it. I haven't seen it. I should actually go to Walmart <laughs> and see if I can find a picture of well, it, see what it looks like.
1: Right. But you've seen the movie. And the movie. Oh, I've seen the movie. It was yeah. super fun. I, I've seen the movie. It's a very fun movie. But
0: now, I, I would like to go and see it on a shelf. I think that would be well, really fun. we'll
1: go up to Walmart We tomorrow. should.
0: We'll go to a Walmart. we going
1: to do a uh, road trip.
0: Well, that is it for us. We'll be back next week for another Beatdown. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night. Beatdown is a production of us and is recorded in the office attached to our garage. Our theme song is Optimism by the Numbers by Brian Lerner and used with his permission. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a review on iTunes. It helps others find the show. The music clips we discuss in this podcast are used in compliance with the U.S. Copyright Act, Fair Use Exemption, for criticism and commentary. If you want to listen to the songs we talked about this week in their entirety, visit us on Twitter at BeatdownPod, online at BeatdownPodcast.com, and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash BeatdownPodcast.